Welcome to the Pod Bay Door. Thanks for tuning into the show. This is the Pod Bay Door. Uh, you can find us on iTunes Podcasts at the Pod Bay Door, as well as the Pod Bay Door YouTube channel, or try out the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps to download current and past episodes. You can also find us now on Stitcher Radio for podcasts. Hey, please hit subscribe and download on all of your favorite social sites. Uh, this is Jamie, and joining me, of course, is Adam. How you doing, Adam? What's going on, everybody? And again, behind the scenes is our producer and tech, Sam. Sam, how you doing? How you doing, folks? Today, we welcome our first guest, uh, John Thorpe. Hi, John. Hi, James. John is a linguist, an educator, a published author, but more importantly for our show, he is a former concierge from a major Las Vegas hotel. In fact, on today's show, we have two former concierge, a former dealer and a former limousine dispatcher. This episode, we're going to discuss the... Uh, Side of Vegas that may not be known and certainly isn't marketed, so uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk about some fun stuff. Uh, first, though, we have um, a correction. Unfortunately, I misquoted the obesity rate. We're still fat. I just need to change the number. Uh, I quoted, we are third. That is not correct. U.S. World and News, uh, News and World Reports says that um, uh, last year they put us at 10th. Um, different agencies put us at different levels. So uh, a correct quote as of 2016, uh, the U.S. obesity rate is somewhere between 9th and 13th. Um, as an aside, uh, we are fourth in education, Germany being number one. However, we're lower than 25th in the murder rate. So uh, all you parents out there, get those participation trophies out so we can get that murder rate up, okay? All right. Uh, we love the comments and the show suggestions. Keep sending them in. <coughs> Got a couple here that we want to deal with right off the bat. Um, <laughs> the marijuana issue is, is obviously a hot button issue, especially for Las Vegas. But we have a comment from, and yes, this isn't a mispronunciation, Sir Weedalot wrote, quote, assholes who don't smoke weed shouldn't talk about weed. Well, Mr. Weedalot. Uh, that, that's just not the case. If we're going to have an engaged audience, everyone on both sides of the aisle need to talk about it. Uh, because I've never smoked marijuana does not make me uh, uh, an inferior uh, uh, producer of content regarding marijuana. And because I live in Las Vegas, which, is, which I believe is going to be a, uh, a, a central focus for the new uh, uh, acceptance of marijuana, uh, uh, we are definitely going to talk about it. Uh, Adam, what do you think about that? Uh, well, it's definitely going to uh, be coming to the city. Um, Las Vegas just made it legal. Um, I know, I just actually looked this up, uh, the uh, Cannabis Cup is coming to Las Vegas next week. Um, so it's definitely hitting this market hard. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to talk about it a lot. So Okay. Well, um, be sure and reserve me a ticket for that. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. John, now John, John uh, uh, represents uh, a third generation. Yes. I believe you're called the silent generation. Well, I, I'm kind of a baby boomer. Are you a boomer? Born, yeah. I'm, no. I'm at the very end of the boomers. You're at the ass end of the boomers? I was born in 59. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, yeah, that makes me on the tail end of the boomers. Okay. Well, John is a, is a personal friend of mine, and uh, uh, he's truly a traveler of the world. Uh, but one thing I know he's seen is, is 
different types and different generations of, of drug usage. I know that makes John sound terrible, but, but he's seen it. Um, so what, what do you think of, of Mr. Weedlot uh, saying that, that I shouldn't be uh, in, in the, engaged in the conversation? Well, well first of all, you, um, Jamie, you're not an asshole. <laughs> so, Sir Weedlot, smoke a doob, chill out, first of all. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think they're, they're – I'm reminded of a of – a, uh, there's a part in Carl Sagan's book, The Demon Haunted World, uh, which goes back to – I guess he wrote that in the 80s, where he talked about, you know, uh, studies that were done uh, in the 70s um, under Richard Nixon. And Nixon wanted to show that marijuana was bad. And he really couldn't – he couldn't, couldn't prove that. So they kind of fixed the science to try to, you know, uh, to, to try to put a negative spin on on marijuana and, and and Sagan's point was that was that was a misuse of science in that in that regard because you have to look at it objectively. Yeah. Um, myself, having you know been a user uh, at one time, I'm I'm curious to see what will happen with this. I don't think it's as bad as people are going to say it is. Um, you know, back in the '80s, I uh, I was in Nepal and I was trekking in the Himalayas and. Um, one of the people I met, a guy I trekked with, was a psychiatrist. He was about 30. And his medical opinion was that it was really good for you in moderation, probably like wine. Uh, he thought that it, it, it helped to um, basically blow off psychic dust, you know, like opening up your, your desktop computer and going at it with, a, you know, with, a, uh, with compressed air. Um, so... We were there uh, high in the mountains, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, it was great. I mean, who else can be trekking in the Himalayas and having your own psychiatrist with you just to talk about stuff? And your own pharmaceuticals. And my own pharmaceuticals. You know, we, it was great up there. Uh, we didn't smoke it. We ate it. Uh, mixed in with our trail mix. Nice. Now, that's something we could market. Wow. So okay. it was a good trip on multiple levels. But, um, Definitely. <laughs> Very memorable. Well, excellent. Well, needless to say, uh, I'm sure this issue will be covered again. In fact, I have a, an interesting point coming up regarding that. But everybody needs to be involved. Uh, you know, I may be a dissenting opinion regarding the situation. But, um, Sir Wheatalot, you, you, uh, I, I just cannot accept your, your statement as true. Everybody needs to be engaged and involved. Now... Uh, Mar <laughs> I didn't understand this for a second, and then, then when I looked at it uh, a second time, Marv DC Geek, didn't get that, guys, I'm sorry, it took me twice. Marvel DC. Um, wrote, quote, would, you like, uh, would like to hear you guys talk more about films and the indie content generation and what's filming in Las Vegas. Uh, uh, real quickly, uh, Marv DC Geek, uh, we try to, uh, in fact, we're talking about something uh, this, uh, this episode regarding what's filming in Vegas, so we definitely try to do that. But um, Adam, about, about more uh, content and the content generation, what, what do you think? Uh, you know, well, we're going to try and get as much as we can from the people that we know. You know, we, we've been, had a lot of different uh, backgrounds and jobs here in this crew. So, you know, like I said, we're going to get more people like John in and, and discuss about content generation as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, uh, please uh, keep the comments and suggestions coming in. Uh, uh, we love to answer those. Uh, we don't answer all of them, but I try to put some notable ones on, on each episode. Uh, now, we're, we're, you know what? We're, we do something, John, uh, called the Las Vegas Three, 
and I try to pick three interesting uh, topics uh, that have happened over the week. Um, we're, we're back to marijuana, John. Exciting. Hey, I know. It's going to be everywhere here it in is. Vegas. Yeah. Darn, what so. a drag. Now, a recent <laughs> Colorado uh, uh, article, Colorado being the spearhead for the marijuana uh, movement, um, uh, regarding cannabis tourism. They, they, have, they have shown numbers in the, in the 1.3 billion, that's billion with a B, mm-hmm. uh, for their tourism already. And I, I read about this. They literally have, uh, John and I are very used to the buses that, that, that people come in, busing people the into the casinos. <laughs> well, that whole concept has now been transferred over to the marijuana tourism issue. And for $99, one tour, for example, <laughs> you can get picked up and dropped off, thankfully. Thank God for that. Um, it's a club hop. Uh, it's a club hop, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, a weed crawl, uh, weed, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's <laughs> perfect. Um, but um, for $99, they'll pick you up and drop you off and take you to one of the dispensaries that, that is going to be available. Now, this is in Colorado, not, not in Vegas yet, but it's coming. Um, and uh, the, 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 the tour provider that was quoted in the article was doing it while giving a tour, and as the people were coming onto the bus, he said rather vehemently, is everyone ready to get high? And, of course, to the raucous cheers of the participants. And it was not, it was a full bus, apparently. So... Dear God, hundred bucks ahead just to go around to different smoke shops. Or? I know, and I know hey. it's providing jobs, and I know it's. Ah, it, uh, well, you know, James, I, know. I, I had heard, I had heard that <laughs> most of the people with the current medical marijuana card mm-hmm. are people like my generation. They're like okay. sixty. Yes. Um, or, or I'm not quite there yet, but, but they're about that that age. So we go back to to that time. Yeah. So they've probably been, you know, long time. Users, I mean, not 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 abusers. I mean, users. They use, mm-hmm. they smoke it occasionally. Um, so maybe you know they know something and and about that. That um, well, that's true. And I think everyone, if you don't agree with this, I, I can't imagine you know where where you fall on the argument. But everyone agrees that if if an individual is sick, um, terminally or otherwise, and and the pain is unbearable, take what you want. Take whatever you need, right? Yeah. Take, take, take what you want. You know, and uh, like uh, I know, I saw a, a wonderful documentary about this this poor child, and she had a severe type of epilepsy, and she was made better by 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 ingesting the marijuana that is shit. I mean, it's just it it's awful. No one would actually use it. Apparently, it's not the premium stuff, and so and and her parents went through lawsuits and, uh, yeah, and being it's, arrested. Yeah, it's not the premium stuff. It's uh, it's actually called the uh, Charlotte Strand. I think okay. that's the name of it. Okay. And it, they purposely grew it yeah. just to help people with that situation because yeah. um, it's more focused on the relaxing part to, to actually have your muscle relax so that you actually can function. Yeah. Uh, I know the documentary about. In, in this about. case, the, the, poor, the poor child was, uh, was uh, having seizures that, that were, were just yeah. vicious. I mean, she would just yeah. fall to the ground, and this would help her. However, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Well, I'm talking about a bus full of weenies being yeah. driven to a dispensary to get high and then dropping them back off high. Um, this It's not Magic Fountain, folks. It, it, well, t- it, technically, it could be a magical mountain. Yes, yes, I know. But don't you think that maybe, you know, that, that, that the novelty, once it wears off, 
kind of like Indian gaming, you know, there was like yeah. flocks, hey, we, yeah. we can gamble now, we don't have to go to Nevada to do this. And all of a sudden it's just like, eh. Yeah, I'm over it. Yeah, give some time, it. novelty yeah. will wear I, I think off so. eventually. I think so. I just but said, don't think it's missing, it's maybe a backup food truck to yeah. follow them. Yeah. Because yeah. if I was a food the truck, I'd follow oh, these yeah. guys yeah. and be like, hey, here's your snacks. Yeah, oh, my, yeah. my trail mix. It's oh. coming, it's coming, the trail <laughs> mix. <laughs> Copyright, Copyright that. All right, well. Cacao nibs and... <laughs> Chunks of hash. Marijuana will, will rear its ugly head I, 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 many times, uh, but uh, we'll try not to belabor the point. Now, uh, uh, the, another story uh, coming relatively soon, June. Uh, uh, the It's actually called, I didn't realize it was called, this, the, the Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Yes. I've not been. I've been to the San Diego Comic Con. Um, have You're you guys, very lucky. Yes. Well, no. Well... Yes, well, I was. You don't like crowds, but I don't you're like lucky crowds. to get in. I don't uh, like crowds. No, we've actually both it, been it, to the amazing it's, one. It's the mecca. It's, you, it's actually, actually, mecca. actually sure. outstanding. Sure, now, yeah. is it, it, how is it? Um, when I went, it was at the Not compared to South the Point. original, yeah, of course, obviously. San Diego is probably, you know, on a 10 scale. This one's, oh, yeah. this one's pretty good, though. It's, it's, it's growing. at the South Point. I think it's growing. It's it was, like year two or three. You know, full-size convention. Now, is it the only one? Uh, it is there's the... a couple of different ones that come to Vegas, but this okay. is one of the bigger ones. Okay, yeah. I see. Uh, All right. Actually, hold on. Let me. With this convention, um, we get a lot of cosplay celebrities coming out to mm-hmm. Vegas because there's another one too mm-hmm. called uh, the Toy Con. I think okay. that's the name of it. It's a convention of all the uh, toys that are coming out. You get cosplayers too, but this one's a little more famous because this one actually one of the years Stanley's dropped by, right? Sure, Stanley, yeah, Stanley Jim Lee's by. been there. The thing is. I, I do understand where it's coming from because Stanley's trying to cash out now because he's getting kind of older. He's probably going to tour a little less. Kind of. Kind of. I think he's <laughs> no, making his cameo. Right? I know, yeah. Marvel Studios had Stanley come in to film yeah. three of his cameos for their future movies because they oh. didn't know if he just could get in. in case. Wow. Yeah, just in case. In the future. So, wow, yeah, really? But that. the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con, it's a, it's a good-knit community because you see all the local comic book store get hyped up, get excited mm-hmm. that one time a year. Where they can uh, showcase their passion to the public, and the one thing I appreciate is the fact that um, you get families coming in, uh, kids learning to cosplay. It's a safe environment for everybody to have fun and be themselves. Now, granted, I'm sure the employees get worried out, you know, seeing a Chewbacca hanging out with like a, a mar- Little Mermaid having a drink at the bar. But I mean, or eight different versions <laughs> right? of Deadpool. Yes, yeah. there you go. There you go. You got the uh, steampunk Deadpool, <laughs> the Star Wars Deadpool. Like all hanging out together. Steam comes dead. Oh, yeah. yes. yes. So just a couple of names that are coming to yeah. this uh, event. Ray okay. Park, um, actor. He played Darth Maul. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, and Todd, Snake Eyes. Todd, Todd McFarlane, okay. uh, creator yeah, yeah, yeah. of Spawn. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kevin Eastman, uh, co-creator of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, so, so, yeah, they always have huge. some big names. Yeah, yeah. big draws well, there. That, well, that's wonderful. And, I, and I'd love to see that come to Las Vegas. I, and I know I'm, I, I speak for John that... Um, uh, we're just generally looking for the hot chicks, so we don't sure. care. Well, I, I don't wonder, care about Deadpool. I, I've, at home, you know, I, I've got the number one issue of Spider-Man. Nice. I've had nice. it since a kid. You know, I'm from the '60s, so yeah. I kept my comic books. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to. If I show up with that, does that kind of, you know, the, the <laughs> give you a validity? Yeah, so I, I don't know. You just gotta like staple it to your T-shirt. Right? Oh, <laughs> you have to bring it all certified first, right. like oh. it's certified, and have it locked up in that little casing, yeah. and you'll yeah. be all good. Just yeah. put on display. So I was gonna say, if you staple it to your shirt, all the all the weenies would be like, you know, they'd be gasping. Take, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just take a, take a picture on yourself on a walk around. It's not in the. I mean, you know, it, it's been through life. You know, right. it's, yeah, it's exactly. all the pages it's are there. Though, right? yeah. You know, all the pages are there. They some they've yellowed, uh, a couple frays here and there. You know, not, not unlike its owner. Yeah. 
So. Nice. <laughs> well, guys, on the last uh, on the last number three of Las Vegas three uh, movies in production. Now, I read an article. It came from a, an Italian newspaper uh, that uh, was translated for the U.S. Um, I think it was off of. It probably was a, a, a link out of uh, BuzzFeed. Uh, but the new standalone Han Solo Star Wars story, which uh, is in pre-production, I believe, um, uh, they have, well, the article said that is, it is definitely going to be in, filmed in Italy, in parts of Italy. They didn't say where yet. Uh, and then a small island called Fuerte Venterua, off the coast of Africa, uh, they didn't have much description for that. But then, as I noticed, the, the fanboys jumping in uh, en masse is um, they are saying, they're hinting that they have it on good authority that something, some part of it, is going to be filmed here. Um, now, I know that uh, one of the original three um, was filmed partly here. Do, do we know which one? Was it, it, was, it was an empire. I'll have to look that one up. I think it was. The, probably, it had to been. I think it was had to been the first one. First one. Yeah. Yeah. They spent most of the time in the desert planets. There, yeah, so. like the dunes area. Yeah. 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 So uh, uh, I will keep uh, on that story. Uh, that sounds uh, pretty amazing. Uh, everybody a fan of Rogue? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One. You didn't like it? What didn't you I like? like? I. I'd probably say I sat through a long journey just to see Darth Vader. That's my favorite part. Yeah, Darth Vader um, was the best part of the movie. I'll give you they that. should have called it Rogue One Suicide Squad. I mean, it was literally Suicide Squad. There's, I don't know how much time can you give me to, 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 <laughs> pull, pull to really definitely <laughs> not much. Like, <laughs> like here's, here's, here's the thing. My, I'm gonna boil it down to uh, a couple things I noticed. The reshoot and ticket sales told me it wasn't gonna be that good because it's reshot. Back in, uh, me and Adam were discussing this. They reshot it back in, like, um, between June, July, or, or August, right before it's about to release. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I was scared because ticket sales were released the week prior, not the month prior. Because if you saw um, The Force Awakens, ticket sales, pre-sales were released a month ahead. So it was a good sign. Mm-hmm. But this one, it didn't really have had a lot of good signs. There was a lot of rewrite, a lot of reshoots. Similar to Suicide Squad. Yeah. yeah. And then seeing it the way it was played out in the movie itself, I was I was kind of saddened, but I did I understood where they're going with it, but it's just the only best part for me was seeing Vader kick ass at the end and destroying people. That was my favorite part. Well, I, I, I guarantee you we're gonna get a comment about Oh yeah, that, I'll so. probably get called uh, out. To, to me get, you're handling that for you. I'll, right. I'll I'll handle the uh, all the uh, blasphemy, all the kickback <laughs> from this. Sorry guys, just keeping it real. All right. John again Really um, thrilled that you're here. John and I, I'm going to reveal who the concierge, are, uh, the, uh, plural, are. It was myself and John. Uh, we, we both um, were, were what they call founders at one of the major Italian-themed hotels uh, by a gentleman uh, uh, the, that is no longer involved with the Raiders. So if you can't guess it now, then you're, you don't know Vegas at all. But does tie into Darth Vader. It does. It does. Yeah, the breathing and everything. Yeah, sure. Uh, but uh, the, there is only one question for John, and I already know the answer to this, but I want him to share it with the audience and, and, and Adam and Sam. Um, what is it like to be a concierge in Las Vegas? I will preface it by saying that, that a Las Vegas concierge is not, will not, and will never be the same as concierge in other major cities, Chicago, New York, 
Los Angeles a little bit, and, and of course, no European concierge. Um, uh, I'm going to get a comment about that, but it's true. Uh, the, the, it is not, um, uh, uh, what is it, for, for love of money, uh, Michael J. Fox, not that. No. But go ahead, John. No. What's it like to be a Las Vegas concierge? Um, but before, you know, before I was a concierge, I'd lived in, I'd lived in Japan for uh, 15 years. So I was coming back to the country. I was new. Uh, you know, uh, I had come from this culture where I had had a lot of respect because I was a teacher. So I was, I was kind of used to that. And uh, so uh, I would say that what really came to mind to me after a couple months on, on the job there was what, you know, Thoreau had written in, in, in Wald in one of his more famous quotes, that the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. And I had never felt that before. I'd been really lucky up until that point in my life in terms of jobs, uh, where I really pretty much liked everything I did. I always found something good. I'd been a gardener. Um, I worked for the 49ers. You know, I, I was a groundskeeper. Yes. Uh, I did that. It was very different. You know, Japan, uh, you know, taught. Everything was great. And then I had this job. And, you know, it was dreading going there every day. And, oh, my God, how much longer until I'm off, you know, and going there. And it was, it was an exercise in monotony. Yes. Um, it was, you know, you see it, yes, the way it's presented in the media and in movies. It was always like, oh, you know, tomorrow's my daughter's seventh birthday. Can you have, can we rent a Shetland pony and have it brought to the room? No. You know, most of the Let me most. Nothing I can do about it. Yeah, yeah, nothing I can do about it, especially in Las Vegas, because I don't think what a lot of people realize is there's the hotel and the casino, and they're really separate entities. Yes. They just share the same building, and the casino is the top dog. Right. So if you're a if you're a guest and you have a VIP rating, uh, it's going to be based on on your gambling on your play mm -hmm. more so mm -hmm. than anything else. We had you know when when I worked there, um, George H W Bush stayed there and he was a B level VIP, former president of the United States. He's a B level VIP. On the other hand, a washed up action star, but one that had a very high credit rating in the casino was an A level. Yeah, sure. So you know they get that. If you want the the limousine with the Venetian's name on it, you're a casino guest. If if you're a hotel guest, I can't get one for you. I'm gonna have to get one from Bell or one of the other local ones. It might be nice with limousine, but it's not gonna have the name on it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we were faced with. We were handicapped. We didn't have the power that they might have in, in other cities. Also, because of the scale, 3,000 rooms, mm -hmm. you know, that's really not very much here. I go, when I was in Dubai uh, 10 years ago, thereabouts, um, I stayed in a, in a very nice hotel in Dubai, a five star hotel. And they had 16 restaurants, which is what we had at that time mm -hmm. in our hotel. Mm -hmm. And I asked, the, I asked the front desk agent, how, how many rooms in your hotel? 250. 250, we have that like on one floor. One floor, You yeah. know, in, in, at, the, at, at, at our hotel. So you have, you know, you're dealing with huge numbers. On top of that, not only is, you know, they call Vegas, uh, you know, an adult Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Well, we're Disneyland and the Disneyland Hotel combined because we're not only the hotel, we're also a tourist attraction. So people who come in and they're going to come up, i got a question to ask where something is, get in the concierge line. I can't differentiate. You're not wearing a hat that says I'm a guest and I'm just somebody off the street. Right. We have to treat everybody the same. Yeah. So there's just no time. We don't have the power. And, you know, even with the restaurants within the hotel, can you get mm -hmm. me a reservation here? Short answer, uh, yeah, I can in three weeks. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that, that's... Well, and people didn't realize that... Um, 
money spoke. You know, yes, the answer was no many times for me, a uh, majority of times, because they weren't uh, bringing anything to the table. Yeah. You know, right. you, you if you wanted Madonna tickets, if you wanted Britney Spears tickets, well, those are easy now. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but back then they weren't. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, if you wanted those and you had the cash, we could make it happen, but not, but not for free. Yeah. You know, and people didn't understand that. And that was the, the beginnings of what happens here stays here, which was a wonderful marketing campaign, but yeah. it, 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 it lasted too long. It lasted too long. But... Um, I, I agree, John. It's it's the it's the volume that we dealt with that was was it was just untenable. I mean, we, yeah. we couldn't, and we had no help. You know, we were when I, when I say we were we were founders, we what that means is that we were involved in both the soft and grand opening. Soft opening is when is if you don't know Vegas, it's when they uh, they open up with a few things, few restaurants, a few services. Uh, and uh, they they most of the time let some VIPs in, but but sometimes they even let employees to test things out because a lot of tech involved and a lot of things involved that can go wrong. And uh, most of the time, as it was with us, they opened up too soon for the grand opening because you know nothing was tested properly. And there we were. It was like oh I I. I with deference to Jim Brewer, it was literally like we were staring down the, the hordes uh, uh, in Lord of the Rings. And it was just John and me at the yeah. desk. And yeah. here they came. And getting and our ass kicked. expect you to have all the answers. Oh, absolutely. And we had none of them because yeah. nobody told us. Nobody or, told us anything. Yeah, we, <laughs> we didn't know. Or, or they would come in and we would have this line to, to check in. And it would look like a line at, you know, a new amusement ride mm-hmm. at Disneyland because it would wind like intestines. And someone says, is that the line to check in? And I know the answer to that one. And I know he's not going <laughs> to like the answer. It's a, yes. yes I'm not going to wait in that line. You don't have to. But then you're not checking in. Exactly. I, don't have, I don't have the capability of checking in. I don't That's care right. if you give me 10 bucks. I can't do it. I so just don't have So they threw you guys the deep into the pool right off the bat. They're like, sink or swim. No, well, no, they threw us in, the, in a pool with no water. <laughs> and yeah, sharks, yeah, just and, the sharks. Just the sharks <laughs> yeah. and no water. And, yeah. and No, we, we really were. And that, that's the difference, I think. Um, you know, and, of course, the, there are people that are going to, to uh, scream and, and, and argue this point. Uh, you know, yes, we, we have the level of clay door. Clay door is the, the elite concierge. They have to go through a training session. Uh, well, session, uh, you know, they have to go through training to to achieve this. However, you know, it doesn't matter how many keys you put on your lapels, you still are not granted the power that you should be. Uh, and uh, and yes, to, to answer your question, Sam, we were in the deep end, but I have to say that the friends that we had, and we we did, we we were in training for twelve weeks, had had. Turkey sandwiches every single day, but training for twelve weeks, which was one of the best times of my life. Yeah, and great. then the first year, because we were all friends, and and we were all there for each other. One of the things that you don't see in the hospitality industry, which is a, a complete misnomer, by the way, uh, is is no one is behind you. And the first people that I worked with, John included, I knew they were behind me. Whoever was there and who whatever horde was coming at me. With a D or not D, uh, it it it. Um, I knew John was there, and John knew I was there. Now, it's not the case were, now. Were you guys part of a union? No, I know no. As a dealer, they tried. They were yeah. totally they anti against unions. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. they'd never allow it. Yeah. They'd fire us before yeah. that. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so and it's a right to work state. Yes. So yeah, so the we're right to work. Away. Yeah, yeah. And a right to fire. It's a right yeah. to fire state. Yeah. But uh, okay, we're gonna keep going with that. But but um, but because we have such a diverse uh, 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 panel today, Adam, you ostensibly were the only position that's worse than concierge, <laughs> is well, a dealer. I got to deal with a variety of people. We'll say that. Yeah. Were they very colorful? Uh, variety. Depending on the level of alcohol they consumed? Oh, or, or level of, of uh, input to the table, you know. Yes. Um, Luck. I dealt with a lot of locals where I was at, um, yeah. but, you know, still had a, a, an influx of the tourists, too. Um, yeah. But, you know, people don't enjoy losing money anywhere they go. That's that's a no. fact. So, no. so, but, you know, I enjoyed being a dealer because, you know, I, I'm a game design major uh, in college. So just to be able to play a game for a living for me was was, you know, it was awesome. Um, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed paying people off. You know, I didn't like taking money, but that's what I did. I was a house dealer. I took everybody's money. Yeah, um, but generally speaking, when you're playing Call of Duty, the guys next to you aren't throwing up on you. Yeah, they're not right yeah. next to you, you know, yelling <laughs> at your face. They're not smoking and drinking. They're right. not giving it to you. I, that's the one thing the, that I um, had to get out of that business and industry because of the... Um, it's bad for you. The, the, the influx of, of negative emotion. Oh yeah, um, from, yeah. from you get drained the, the gamblers. You know, yeah. I, you know, I love the people I work with. I love the casino industry, but the the people that come in can be a little bit, you know, yeah, uh, now, gray or shady. You know, I know so. what you what what you dealt. What did you deal for the audience? Uh, what did you I, I dealt mostly blackjack, um, a little bit of pie gal, most of the side games. I didn't really get into craps or anything like yeah. that, but a lot, a lot of blackjack. That's where I spent most of my time. Yeah. And and I think that most gamblers will gravitate towards blackjack because it's an easy game right so you'll get right. you know the whole you know hierarchy of emotion okay uh, from those hey, people i have one tough question for you now when you're a dealer did you get to keep your own tip or do you guys have to pull for the pot that's my tough question um, where i was we pooled oh so it didn't matter i'm what so sorry on, shift right? for shift yeah. or daily 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 i am so um, sorry which was okay um it's all right it, it's rough. Like Sam says, it's, it was hard for me being um, the personality that I have to watch another dealer um, who was stone-faced, who, mm -hmm. who didn't care, who didn't yeah. enjoy it, um, you know, still get, you know, tipped. Yeah, um, I, I see or that. Not, or not tipped because, sure. you know, I feel like yeah, I maybe... Luck maybe of the I'm, draw. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you got that. Sometimes one. you yeah. do, sometimes you Because uh, I was a uh, pit clerk for a little bit, and I've seen that. That's why I had, I had to ask you, mm -hmm. what's, did you guys get to keep individual or pull? Because I felt bad because... There'll be shifts where I'm sitting there, I'm crunching numbers, I'm watching the dealers. Kind of watching people. Right? And in my pit, I had six tables. And there was never perfect six out of six dealers helping each other pull. It was either three out of three, sure. two out of four. It was a combination of horrible numbers. Well, like, like with any job, there's some people yeah. that are there to interact with people yeah. and have a good time. And then there's some there just to do a job. Yeah. I, and, I just kind of feel bad because like... At the end of the day, shouldn't you guys work as a team and everybody pull together no. to get oh, a bigger tip? Sure. No. no. It, it goes back to what I would think. think so, but no. No, oh, that, that whole concept, again, that, that's being, you know, watching your buddy's back and trying to help yeah. and everything. Everybody has a bad day, you know, and there's shit bags that come, you know, that are, they're trying to, you know, uh, make money off, uh, you know, gambling. But no, it's terrible. John and I didn't have to pull tips it was it was no we kept our own tips but we did pull and was probably our biggest source of income were yes. the were the commissions yes and nice. that really worked out nice because Based you know you could sell somebody on a on the helicopter tour okay. yeah. and they'd mm -hmm. say well let me go talk to my buddy i'll come back it didn't matter if i was gone yeah. because somebody could go yeah i want to book that tour i was talking to the other guy about it mm -hmm. and then go ahead and book it and then we all we all share that and then yeah. some of us were you know 
you know, some of us, like, you know, I really can't recommend that show. I don't care how much they give us. It just sucks. Yeah. But my colleague, I don't care. Right. You want to see what? Melinda, First Lady of Magic. You want to see that kind of show? Melinda, First Lady of Magic. Sure. They paid us. The, the commission game yeah. has changed quite a bit. Cause, uh, it's gone down. It's uh, almost non-existent. Yeah. yeah. It's a little rough. Yeah. But uh, as you are saying, the shit bags, I can I like to refer to the, I hate saying this term, but the millennials. Just by watching them play. Yes, we've discussed those. I try, I try to explain to them. It's like, we're in Vegas. You yeah. got to take care of your people from your dealers. Nobody knows how to tip these. Oh, the my gosh. People can't there. tip nowadays. Yeah. Sorry, folks, know. but you come out to Vegas, know. learn how to tip and take care of yeah. your people, and it'll take care of you. Yeah, because you know, yeah. they used to say that when I worked there about the, the Comdex crowd, when they would come mm -hmm. on the geeks, yeah. is mm -hmm. that they would come into town, you know, with a, a, a twenty holding a $20 mm -hmm. bill, Wearing a white shirt, and they'd be there three days, and wouldn't change either one of them. <laughs> you know? yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, we've we've had some you know amazing things come in. Um, uh, one of the things that happens, and I and I remember it was it was a uh, a conference that had to do with um, it was uh, well, I actually made this comment and and was was taken to the uh, principal's office, so to speak, and 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 I referred to them as Amway with candles. And and look up candles and and pyramids. Yeah, that's what and, they were. Yeah, and, and, and it, but the, the thing about it was, is that where we worked, the the restaurants were were uh, elite all the way down to pretty expensive. So there wasn't, and so they literally had had to ban pizza delivery drivers. <laughs> Coming to the sure. hotel yep. because these people would order pizzas and not eat at the Venetian. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But the, the, but the, that remarks uh, the, about what happened to John and I. Everything was good. Everything was good. It was that first year. It was good, minus the people. People are never good, but yeah. But but everything was good until the corporation started to take control of 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 the car, so to speak. And then, then our commission started to be be uh, well taxed. They took ninety percent of it they as took it 90%. was. Ninety percent. Then yeah. they wanted more. The corporation yeah, formula more. kicked in, right? Exactly. That's always a nightmare. Exactly. Yeah. Then they would say, "You have you know unlimited potential <coughs> yeah. for income." For well, we right. have to keep making more, and then they kept taking more because they would see how much the concierge made down the street. Exactly. And for people to think, "Oh, you guys must have made a lot in tips." No, because you said people were cheap. I yes. kept track. Back then, you know, you still have the slot machines with the coins. They give you those cups. So I had one of those cups. And I'd get a tip. <laughs> I'd put it in my pocket. At the end of the day, I'd put it in that cup. And I'd count it at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't touch that money. End of the week, write down how much I made it on a calendar. I made $100 a week. That was the average. $5,000 a year tops. I mean, you know, sometimes, and it might come from one guy. Give me 100 bucks. Mm -hmm. Or somebody gave, I had a guy one time, what time is it? I tell him it's 3 o'clock. He gave me 50 bucks. Wow, that's. I mean, I remember Sweet. that just because. But for yeah. the other times, you bend over backwards and you would break your ass to get some of the tickets, yeah. Yeah. or or I uh, can't find something because yeah. I got drunk I'll last. Get you night. next time. Yeah. And now those Las yeah. Vegas concierge listening that are that are um, thinking that you know we're talking out of the sides of our heads, John was excellent. He he uh, he, he was experienced. You know, he wasn't a young kid. And he had uh, he kept his energy up. Everything was fine. So he, he what he's saying is is very true. Even though he gave a hundred percent of the service expected, he was still not tipped. It's because of an ignorance of the tipping process and and a lack of support from the the hosting hotel, um, and that never changed. Now, did we get tips? Not to say that people shouldn't use concierge. There are some great ones out there. We were great. But what happened was 
is that the corporations took over with the branding and 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 the the millennial attitude yeah and and we had to say names three times we had to do this three times we had to do this we had to do that and and i always used to say to the powers that be if you want it done right you call john and i if you want it done with a smile and the name three times call somebody else you know, and, and that's just the way it was. But unfortunately, it, it fell apart. But people have never... We did get tips. We got a couple yeah, of good... Yeah, we we did, had we some did, weird ones, and we're going to bring up some interesting things yeah, in a minute. We, but we did we get tips. Like I said $100 a week. Yeah, yeah we got the... We got, every once in a while, we got a buck. And, uh, and I'll tell you, exciting. Major day. There are yeah, generous major, gamblers out yes. there. Yes. I will say yes. that. Yeah. A lot of them are nice people. And then a lot of times... And they're winning. You know, I expect to get... You know, you kind of expect that when, you, when you've when come through. And there was, I guess, that feeling of failure so often to say, no, I can't do that. I can get you in that yeah. restaurant, but not till 9.30. I know you want to get there at 7, but... That's the best I can do because, you know, they've, they've got this blocked out for the, yep. the players. Yeah, because concierge in Las Vegas, with, with very few exceptions, are line cooks. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I always said that, you know, you have this, these beautiful decors in the hotels. Right. I feel like if you walked into a five-star restaurant, if you walked into, a, you know, a Delmonico's or Picasso, right. and what if they handed you a, you know, a plastic pastel, you know, cafeteria tray? And said, here, get in line. I felt like I got the suit on, I got the gold vest and the jacket. Where's my paper hat? Because that's how I felt. It was like McDonald's. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of a show. Yeah. I used to say that. And they would say, well, oh, yeah. people in lines. And, and why don't they just make them take a, a number like they do in the butcher shop? The, the perfect, the perfect, <laughs> 45. Uh, the perfect picture to that metaphor of yours is the EDR. Because you see, everybody dressed all to the prestige. Yeah. And we all grab the same tray. Mm -hmm. The same plate, the same silverware. And we go in for that five-hour buffet food. <laughs> yes, yes. For, for exactly. those of you listening, uh, uh, EDR is Employee Dining Room. Yes. Um, where we had, we, we were, it was actually good for John and I. They actually made food for us. However, sure. most EDRs are the hand-me-downs from the, 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 bu the buffet. The buffet, yes. <laughs> or, yes. Or I'd like to call it EDR, the paradise of food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. Pick your poison. It was, yeah. it was You're lucky scary. if you have enough time for them to actually make you something. So you right? have to actually yeah. go you know, yeah. one of grab one of the, the, you know, well, the three-hour-old well, fish. You were, you were the, 20 on, 20 off. 20 yeah. On. Yeah, one right. of the dumbest things, the rules that the, that the ho that hotel had was that the... You know, the guys who ran the, the boats, the mm -hmm. gondolas, mm -hmm. they had to speak with an Italian accent. Well, that's fine. I mean, you know, they'd ask me, are they guests would come up there, you know, mm -hmm. are they really from Venice? I said, yeah, yeah Venice or California, 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 you know. California. <laughs> but they had, to, they had to stay in character in the, in the, uh, at lunchtime. And then we talk and oh, say, really? come on, dude. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you're not. You don't have yeah. to fake with No, I Whenever have to. Whenever they were on the floor. They were really? on, That's funny. Yeah, even they in the back that. of the house. So if yeah. they were like going to break and somebody yeah. like beelined it to them oh, and asked them a question, they had to be in character. And, and as bad oh, yeah. as we thought That's we good. had it, the front desk had it worse because <coughs> we kept pretty much everybody, like you said, James, the first year. Mm -hmm. You know, we had 20. We started with 20. I think we had 18 of those original ones. I think so. The second year. The front desk had 100% turnover. And, wow. you know, they had to deal with the people up there. Oh, I said I wanted a, a, a view. You know, well, I don't have one to give you. Mm -hmm. um, on top of that, the, their, the, the management would say, make sure to mention the museum. Make sure to mention the, yes. the shoe store. There are pointers you have to hit, yeah. markers. And, and then there's a guy out there with a stopwatch, literally, timing them to see how long it takes them to check somebody in. Mm -hmm. And if they don't do it in a minute and 32 seconds, mm -hmm. 
then they get you know oh, they get called out. It, it was literally all that was lacking was the was the glass doors and the little plunger. You know when when you're in fast food, just so yeah. you open up the doors. And that's oh it. yeah. Oh yeah. When I, when I was dealing, um, they used to track how many hands we would put out per minute yeah. or per hour. And, yeah, they, yeah. and they would, they would, you know, our raises and our progression would be based off of those numbers. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, and That's it just seemed, you know, there, there was that disconnect where I really thought it was, you know, the Peter principle. It's just most brilliant thing. I One of the things I've ever read, oh, this, is, this is brilliant. People in an organization will rise to the level of their own incompetence, and then they'll <laughs> stay there. And I always thought, you know, these people who manage... The hotels, have they ever worked in one? I mean, really done the day-to-day thing. Mm-hmm. When I was in Japan, I worked for a train company once, and I was uh, it was one of these massive conglomerates. They owned the train company. They had a hotel. Um, they had a department store. So I was teaching at all three of these places. Once a year, the train executives had to, at that time, punch tickets. They had to punch tickets. They had to either and or be a conductor on the train, which is how they rose. They never just started out management. They started out as a grunt. Yeah. And once a year, they went back to re- remember what it was. They put on the uniform. To be in the trenches. Put, to be in the That's trenches. That's what I appreciate about those people. Yes, mm-hmm. have been in mm-hmm. trenches with you. That's right. Yeah. So they had been there, well, and you know, and and the Venetian, you know, they one time they, there was a problem with the front desk with the computers. They had this huge oh, backlog. So what do they think? Send down the cocktail waitresses. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Serve them all drinks. So now they're pissed off yeah. and they're drunk. And, they're drunk. and, and then finally, when they yeah, yeah and, and then when they finally got checked in, they're checking in, and then as they make the sweep to go to the elevator, they have to press right in front of my desk, mm-hmm. right in front of the desk, so and I'm standing there. Empty glasses there. You're an asshole. Oh, yeah. Everybody walking yeah. by. Can you call me something else for a change? <laughs> oh, I'm tired of getting called oh, an man. asshole. I've, you know, I've had. We're going to move to uh, to Sam uh, in a second. But I've I've had a one ounce shot glass, a three ounce shot glass, a pen, and many different tickets thrown at, at me. Sure. <laughs> None of them hit me because I was a fast <clears throat> concierge. Quickly, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and the room key. Remember the time room the, the key. woman? Oh, they, yeah, because the room well, keys are plastic. You can, you can swing those, those things. Oh yeah. oh yeah, like, yeah. I got but, a good um, pitch. I could probably nail you with one of those room keys. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, her problem was that this. This. You remember? Her problem was the room key didn't work. So she was so upset. She comes and she throws it at him. <laughs> but it was for Harrah's next door. It wasn't for that. It was the wrong hotel. It was. It was for the wrong hotel. Makes perfect sense. It was wonderful. I think you were there. I think you were there. But okay, now that we. We have a representative of yet a third industry, uh, but definitely a partnership industry. Uh, uh, Sam, you were a limousine dispatcher. Now, I'm going to tell them a little bit about limousine drivers. The only thing that I knew as a concierge, other than I didn't like them. Um, there's a theme here. You notice that? Jamie yeah. doesn't like anybody. People. Yeah. Um, Except those of us here, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's your current company, right? It may be Boolean logic, but it's working. Limousine drivers, people. I hate people, so I hate them. Um, but no, limousine drivers, we knew them to do two things. Uh, they could get, they could get. Um, again, we're back to marijuana. We're going to get weed and hookers. hookers. And that's what, that's, that's, I, everybody, I didn't get it very often, almost n- none in, in my tenure as a, as a concierge uh, request for drugs. Um, but uh, uh, companions all the time. And I'm like, head to the circle head bar. To, head to yeah. the center yeah. bar of any hotel. Look for a girl. They'll find you. Look for yeah. a girl with a little black purse. Yep. That's, there you go. You. She's probably working. Sorry to all the people from from Michigan that are here with black purses. Um, but uh, uh, leave them at home. Or limousine drivers. I didn't send them to taxi drivers because uh, 
Well, they they didn't really have the background, but limousine drivers did know. Now, what, well, plus it's hard with the taxi think? driver because their accents too. Yeah. But uh, now what? what te- tell us what was it like? Uh, well, first as a off, dispatcher, as a dispatcher. First off, uh, the friendship is always built between me and the concierge. Um, for the company I worked for, we had close ties with uh, properties like Cosmo, The Wind, um, The Mandarin, mm-hmm. uh, Four Seasons. And a few other properties, uh, Manly Bay being one of them too. Uh, the one, the one thing you learn as dispatcher is. We hope you enjoyed listening to part one of the interview with John Thorpe. Please join us again at the Pod Bay door on March third for part two. Hey everybody, thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you are watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.